Welcome back to the B2B Marketing Guidebook Podcast. My name is Uwe Seebacher and I'm again more than happy to be your host. Let's continue our journey through the wonderful B2B marketing world where we're coming from the big picture, the strategic issues and now diving more into the operational topics. And for the third part of the best of, I was diving into the different episodes looking for uh, interesting coffee talks I had in the area of content management and content marketing as this is more and more at the core when we talk about human to human and the custom experience beyond the four P's in the world of digitalization. we are diving straight into my coffee talk about content enablement with Mark Herton and Jonathan Barrett. It was born from frustration. Um, SEO is, is quite difficult to measure the success. I mean, public sector PR agency, I'm, I'm used to the complications of trying to um, measure that which cannot be measured or that which cannot be easily measured. Um, and then trying to measure, well, what's the impact of uh, optimizing a page or a collection of pages? Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult thing to do. It used to be easy 20 years ago. You'd make a change and then Google would update its algorithm and you, you know, you'd see the results almost instantaneously. And now things take a lot longer. And, and now it's, it's a lot more, there's a lot more competition. Um, so that, that's what it was really born from. It was, it, it was just a need, a need to actually justify our actions to prove an ROI. Um, and to prove to clients this is why it's necessary. As part of the discussion in the area of content enablement, I also stepped in a topic with Mark uh, of divergencies and differences in, in regard to regions like in the US and the majority of organizations and UK and Europe. And here's what Mark uh, replied to my question about regional differences. We have uh, many, many uh, US-based clients. Um, so they are at least 10 to 15 years uh, yeah in advance, mm. I would say, mm. um, especially the German mid-sized companies, which are economically really, really strong, mm -hmm. but digital marketing is uh, yeah, not their turf, uh, let's say. So they're really skeptical still. Uh, Germany is a really print heavy market still. Mm. And uh, also with traditional sales um, structure. So you usually have the, um, regional uh, sales teams uh, going out and see the clients and that's where most of the sales come in so um, whereas our American clients uh, spend most of their money for inbound marketing and marketing automation to make sales and growth really um, planable so they just say okay I know I want to do 10 million I know how many leads I need for that so I automate the whole system. So definitely the dark region is a bit behind on this and SEO specifically um, is usually in the online marketing departments 
and often handled by junior staff because it is usually seen as a mostly technical thing. So you know your 10 tricks to do your SEO or most of the websites now even have automated SEO um, tools. But it is rare that the more senior stuff is really seeing the value of SEO and we hope to give an idea uh, what SEO can do also for the content strategy. And based on the many different technologies and tools and B2B marketing, content can be more and more individualized, customized in regard to the different client and client groups within those client organizations. And uh, in this context, I had a very enriching coffee talk with Alexandra Ender in her role as customer centricity manager. And here's what she shared with us. I'm a customer centricity manager. And whenever I say I'm a customer centricity manager, people look like, what the hell is she doing actually? <laughs> and because customer centricity is like this big buzzword out there and everyone says, oh, we are customer centric. But when you really go deep into it, very, very few companies actually are because most companies care about themselves as everyone does. Mm -hmm. So what I'm doing in my job is first I've defined which part of customer centricity will we ta uh, tackle at Hilti. So I work for Hilti, which is a provider to or a supporter for people who work on construction sites to make their work easier with tools, software, services, trainings, etc. And when you think about this, you can think about customer centricity, of course, from a product point of view. How do you develop your products? From point of view, how do you bring your products to the market? And from a uh, point of view, how do you uh, manage your processes from a customer experience perspective? Mm -hmm. And we have a full team globally that's working on customer experience. So we decided that from the region in Central Europe, we will work on how do we actually bring our products to the market. Traditionally, we come from a very sales-oriented uh, company. So we have direct mm -hmm. salespeople in, uh, out there. Mm -hmm. So we, we are not used to do marketing. We're not used mm -hmm. to send newsletters. We're not used to, uh, uh, to create content for our customers. Mm -hmm. And to change this, actually, to, to move towards something that supports our salespeople, this is what my job is now, and to come up, mm -hmm. to go away from this very product and technology-related content. During my little coffee talk with Alexandra, I found out about her secret of success because she obviously entered B2B marketing from the B2C world and listen what she had to say about this enriching experience. It was a big cultural clash to, uh, clash, to be honest. When you come from B2C world, you're more focused on, on the mass, right? You're looking into where's the most, where are the most of your customers uh, and that's where you're focusing on. So basically, 
a very, very strong 80-20 approach. So all the nitty-gritty things that one customer might ask for, you don't even care about. And then you come to the B2B world where you're dealing with big customers that might even be bigger than you are and your company mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. And suddenly you're doing everything for this customer. And when you come from this B2C world to the B2B, this is a change you actually need to make. Alexandra mentioned a big change, a paradigm shift uh, she realized coming from P2C into B2B. Another interesting coffee talk uh, that brought out that we have to face a, a significant change in the world of B2B marketing was the one uh, with Lukas Kosuniak, a marketing professional from Poland with a huge, huge community. And what was striking me uh, in the coffee talk with Lukas Kosuniak was a topic which I also covered in one of my first books, Template-Based Consultant, which has now been republished in Template-Based Management, because we do have more and more meta experts, but what we miss in the industry whether in B2C or B2B, is the methods and structural competence to get the rubber on the road. And Lucas is contributing an article called Embracing Art and Science in the area of content. And his core message is that even though structures seem to prevent you to work creatively, in his case and in his concept, these structures enable people to be more creative and to find more time for creativity. Here's what he had to say. I decided to, to, to focus on the process of content management because what, what, we, what we saw even in uh, huge companies which with uh, you know, a lot of people and resources that they suffer from lack of kind of standardization. So every time they approach a new content, uh, they are doing it differently. So there are a lot of uh, mistakes, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, deadlines missed, etc., because they do not have a framework. So I looked at the content marketing process as a typical business process, dividing it into the very simple set of tasks. And every task has, you know, four ingredients, as, as you know, as we, we, we learn on the... Uh, in a business school, so there is a task supplier, task input, task receiver, and task output. And using this very simple framework, we can pretty effective manage even the, whole, the, the huge processes because these, these are just a set of tasks. So using that approach, we can manage the, 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 the task flow, uh, you know, um, from, you know, even if there is hundreds of people involved in that. So it's much easier to even use some kind of process or project management tool to manage that. And then, then uh, you know, it's, it's a paradox because uh, people, are, people think that if we 
force some kind of process framework, they will be kind of tightly, you know, hold it and there will be no space for this art part of, of journey content, which, you know, in, in reality is completely opposite. They have much more time to really focus on the subject matter because the process part is managed and it's, it, it may be managed even by people who are not... Um, expert in content marketing because it's just additional type of process. What's new in this approach is that we, we, make, we made it very uh, repeatable. So it's, the, the whole approach was developed to be easy to implement even if you have existing processes or frameworks because mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the most important part of the message of the, of the chapter is that you need to just deploy it. It's, it's not like a rocket science. It's, it's actually very easy to understand the, the approach. What is not easy is the consistent execution of this approach. Then exactly. that's why we, we, yeah. we build these templates, just use it. Use it at the, you know, at the beginning, just use it as it is. And then once, once you get more mature, you can complicate it. But at the beginning, just copy and paste it. And you'll see that it's, it's, uh, it's, takes a lot of effort, a lot of, uh, you know, this kind of um, uh, nervous situation out of your team because you will be predictable. Template-based marketing, that's the buzzword, in order to become predictable for our internal clients, but also in regards to our results, the conversion. And one approach immediately comes to my mind, and I recall it very colorful, my coffee dog with this incredible marketeer for many years, Olaf Merck, joined me in regard to his article about contingency-centric content management. The key question is why one successful content no longer works? And I think with the answer to this question, it should be possible to find successful content that will attract the target group behind the stove. All a content that is so relevant that in extreme cases can avoid financial damage up to a prison or sentence. The good news is that smart content, uh, or in the short term, CCCM, can work very well, especially in times of uh, crisis, even in Corona times. It doesn't depend on a high marketing budget. Above all, the idea, agility, and the will to implement are the key to success here, even with a small budget. Let a lot can be achieved here, I think. Crisis often create important contingency factors, for example, um, new laws or need for education or new social topics. And so you can do a lot in the next months and years. Smart content um, is uh, different. As you think smart content, you can um, you have three areas, three main areas. First, here would be the lawmaking changes. And especially in these times, there have never been so many changes to the law as in recent years. And every change offers a good chance for smart content here. 
and keep an eye also on this social area because here are great opportunities for smart content. And finally, the professional education is becoming more and more important and knowledge is uh, the new money, I think. If you want to find out more on these interesting topics such as smart content or template-based marketing or content management, embracing art and science, just get back to the different episodes on our B2B Marketing Guidebook podcast available on all leading platforms such as Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple and many others. This was the third episode of the Best of B2B Marketing Guidebook podcast, helping us to count down the days until the B2B Marketing Guidebook will be available in the bookstores. Stay tuned, stay healthy. Thanks for your time for tuning in. My name is Uwe Seebacher. I'm your host and I can't wait to be back. Goodbye.